We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hub Arkish. Hub Arkush. Hub Arkish is an idiot, blah, blah, blah. Made a huge living talking football. He's constantly wrong. Anyone can do postgame. Well, thanks. You know, Hub, I think you hit a great point there. Hub Arkish. Good for you, and you know, I'm sure that's something you're proud of. Hub Arkish doesn't get any better than this. Hello. Hub Arkish, 670 to score, senior football expert. Hi, everybody. Hub Arkish here. Going to be with you until 9 o'clock this evening. I will be your host at Chicago's very favorite all-sports radio station. And uh, what are the odds, huh? What do you think the odds were that I would have been scheduled to host tonight from 6 to 9? And uh, I'm going to need you all to bear with me for just this first segment of the show. I'm a little uh, unprepared, only because I can tell you that getting a three-and-a-half-month-old puppy to poop on demand in these Arctic conditions in the snow is a lot harder than dealing with every media station in the country. So uh, uh, we got Liza set now. All the dogs are ready, uh, and, and I think we can have some fun for the next three hours. Uh, um, so I guess I'll start with, well, what's new? What's going on? Huh? Anything, uh, anything I've missed? Anything I should know about? Uh, I, I expect not. I, I've heard from... Uh, people I never knew existed. <laughs> I've heard from media outlets I didn't know uh, uh, had ever been created. It's been a, a, certainly an interesting day. And, um, you know, if we can't laugh about it, I guess all we can do is cry. So uh, I'm not a crier. Um, uh, I want everybody to know that I am here uh, to take whatever it is you have to offer, uh, to discuss whatever we can. Uh, I will answer whatever questions I can, and I suspect if you're listening, you all know what I'm talking about. I'll fill in the blanks in a minute or two. Um, uh, and all I ask of you is what I always ask of you is that we do it in a civil uh, and, and respectful manner, and everybody's opinion counts. And, and if I can answer for you or if I can explain, I will. If I can't, I will tell you why not, and I will let you know. Uh, when I will be able to. Uh, I think it may help a bit for everybody to know that I have uh, posted my column for today, which obviously uh, deals with the conversation that I had with Danny and Matt last night. Uh, I believe it just went up within the last, uh, oh, you know, five, ten minutes. Uh, you can get it at shawlocal.com. Uh, as a favor to me, uh, my good friends and employers at Shaw and the Daily Herald have brought it out from in front of the paywall, so you do not need a subscription to see it. Um, and, and and I think that you know it's it's a little easier 
if I can detail for you in, in, in whatever it is, 600, 650 words, exactly where I'm at and how we got here. Uh, and then I'm happy to talk about it, or at least the parts that I can. Uh, but over the course of the evening, if you're interested, please go to shawlocal.com. Uh, and you'll get actually the, the first of any kind of real explanation or anything there is to give. Uh, I actually, when I went on um, with Dan and Layla this morning, was somewhat taken aback when Layla told me the various places this was being discussed. Uh, uh, and, and this, of course, uh, again, the conversation that I had uh, with Danny Parkins and, and, and Matt Spiegel um, uh, last night. And by the way, Matt, can't thank you enough, man. You know what I'm talking about. Um, uh, last night, uh, went viral and, and, um, uh, it surprises me, uh, that it is of that great an interest to that many people, but it is what it is. Um, and in that conversation, uh, I said and did some things that were inappropriate. I was wrong. You know, there's no two ways to, 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 to say it. Uh, when you do something stupid, you have to own it. And I did something stupid last night, and uh, I'm still trying to come to grips with why it happened and how it happened, uh, but it happened. And again, I explained it as best I can in the column currently up at shawlocal.com. We can talk about it more if you'd like. Um, but being a member of the, uh, and of course, the, what I'm talking about is, is the, the, the things that I said and the thoughts that I expressed about why I was not planning at the time on voting for Aaron Rodgers as MVP. Um, and I can only tell you that I think that one of the greatest honors in my business right now is, is being a member of the Associated Press 50 person panel that chooses the all pro and, and special awards each year that are the official awards of the NFL. Uh, there is not a, a more important bastion of journalism in the world right now than the Associated Press. And, and, and the process that is used, uh, to select these awards is the best of any in sports and, and, and the people who do it um, are the top experts. They are special. We all take this very seriously and, and consider it. Um, and the only thing that, that, that we're asked, I mean, you know, we're expected to, uh, to do our homework, uh, to be reasonable in our judgments, uh, uh, to be objective in our judgments and to vote our conscience. Um, and the only thing beyond that that we're asked is, is that we not discuss the awards prior to their being announced. And, and, and the reason for that is exactly what happened last night and how badly I screwed up, which is that um, uh, it can potentially put undue pressure or focus on my fellow voters, on the other 49 people on the panel. And, and most of these people are acquaintances. A lot of them are good friends. And, and, and they become not obligated to anything, but asked, you know, for thoughts, opinions to, to discuss it. They then are open to criticism if they choose not to or if they do or if they agree or they disagree. And, 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 and that's the only thing that, that really can get into the quality of the selection process. And so um, it was a terrible mistake on my part to join the conversation. In addition to that, um, uh, I feel pretty strongly about the reasoning and rationale of what my vote will be, although I, you know, I will be considering it. The season isn't over yet, and 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 taking into account all that's happened. Um, uh, but in, in terms of how I expressed it, it's just wrong. You know, I, I just I said some things uh, about Aaron Rodgers that were that I said in an inappropriate way. Uh, the, the context was reasonable. I don't apologize for that at all. Uh, I, I think that anybody 
who doesn't understand that a player's uh, action outside the white lines can impact their value to the team. Um, that's the reason that they don't have a vote. You know, I think that has to be considered. Um, but clearly the way I said it was wrong, and I can't imagine what I was thinking. And so I will spend whatever time I have to trying to own that and apologize for it. And, and, and we will go forward. Um, the phone number here tonight is 312-644-6767. Uh, any of you who've ever listened to me know that my favorite part of all this is getting to visit with all of you and hear what's on your mind and, and to answer your questions as best I can. Um, for those of you here in Chicago who are Bears fans, much more important news today than anything that I may have done or stumbled into, anything stupid I did. Um, reports uh, here on the score with uh, Boomer Esaias. I don't know if he initially reported here on the score, but of course Boomer is a regular uh, contributor here as well, that, that he had been told by sources that Matt had already been informed, Matt Nagy, that he would no longer be the head coach of the Chicago Bears after the Vikings game. Matt asked directly about it today in our, in our visit on Zoom, said that that was not the case and that he thought that he was a pretty good source. Um, uh, he continued to stand up there with all the class and dignity that you could possibly expect from somebody in the position that he's in. Um, I think it is assumed by almost everyone that there will be a change, uh, you know, in the head coaching spot. Um, but we, we, we think we may have learned more about it today. Whether we did or not, I don't know. Uh, there was also a really important moment for all of us in the Chicago media. Um, now, separate from any of the AP stuff or anything I got into, um, we have here in Chicago, I think, one of the best groups in, in the country. And because I've covered the, the NFL on a national basis and ran Pro Football Weekly for 45 years and employed uh, most of these people from all 32 markets, I'm, I'm a pretty good judge of this. Um, and we just have an outstanding group here. And, and, and as part of the Pro Football Association, each of the 32 markets media groups uh, vote to choose what we call the good guy at the end of each year. The good guy being the player who did the most to cooperate with the media, not only in being available to us, but in trying to answer questions and share knowledge and share insights um, as, as our link to you, their fans. And, and, and so uh, we conducted our vote this year and, and something you know truly tragic happened along the way. We've talked about it uh, over the course of the last week or so. Our, our dear friend and colleague, Jeff Dickerson, um, passed away last week and it occurred to us that, that the name of the award has always been the Good Guy Award, and there probably has never been anyone in the media who more clearly defines good guy than Jeff Dickerson. He, he was just truly special, not only um, one of the best journalists in our room, but, but, but probably the best person. And, and, and what's happened to his family and his 11-year-old son, Parker, is tragic and, and, and horrifying, and, and, and we thought we are thinking of different ways to try and make sure that, that Jeff is always remembered for how special he was. And so the group unanimously agreed with an idea to rename the award. It was the Chicago Media Good Guy Award. It is now and forever will be the Chicago Media Jeff Dickerson Award. And um, we had the, 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 the largest participation in the voting that we've ever had. Literally every member of the group but one was able to cast a vote. And we ended up with a tie. Um, and so we had two winners of the inaugural Jeff Dickerson Good Guy Awards, uh, Tayshawn Gibson and, and, and Robert Quinn. 
And we presented those awards to them today. And, and because they are the good guys, you know, they showed remarkable grace and, and gratitude in accepting them. And so it was additional news uh, out of Hallis Hall. There is news all over the NFL. It's playoff weekend or play-in weekend, I guess we should say. Only one true play-in game that will be the Los Angeles Chargers visiting the Las Vegas Raiders. The winner is in, the, the loser is out. Number of other games where one team or both have playoffs on the line with different uh, results needed from other games. And so we can get into all of that this evening as well. And obviously, um, uh, you know, tremendous interest going forward on what will happen with the Chicago Bears, not only the coaching staff, but the front office. Phone number is 312-644-6767. We are going to be kicking it off um, with one of our special guests tonight, I believe. And this is where I ask you to please bear with me because I'm still getting everything organized around me. But I know Adam Hogue is good enough to join us tonight. Adam Hogue is actually um, one of the two vice presidents of the Chicago chapter of the Pro Football Writers Association, along with um, uh, Patrick Finley, who's on the Bears beat for the Sun-Times. Adam, of course, with the um, uh, NBC Sports Chicago outlet. And uh, Adam, good enough to join us tonight. We will talk about all of the above. We'll also spend some time with Greg Gabriel uh, at 7 o'clock. Uh, Greg, of course, uh, over 32 years as an NFL scout, 10 years as the Bears director of college scouting. There's few people who can share more insight with us as to how NFL front offices work and are run and decisions are made and, and, and what makes sense and what doesn't. And anxious to have that conversation with Greg at 7 o'clock and then at 7.40, one of my favorites, Potsy, Mark Potash, Chicago Bears beat reporter for the Chicago Sun-Times is going to come by. We will talk more uh, about all things NFL, anything um, that you choose to bring up in your calls and your texts. In addition to calling at 312-644-6767, you can text me at that number. I will get that text line open on my end as we go to this next break. So guys, let's settle in. Um, let, let's try and have a good evening of conversation. Let's see um, if we can keep this as classy as I know you all do. Um, and I will do my best to continue to take responsibility for the errors of my ways and try and make my apologies. Um, and hopefully I will be able to answer any thoughts or questions you may have on that and all other subjects. You have the best, the number one radio station, sports radio station, Chicago, 670 The Score, and we are back with you after these very quick commercial words. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Hub Arkish here with you until 9 o'clock this evening. The top of the hour is brought to you by DuckDuckGo, Privacy Simplified. And we're going to kick it off with a special guest. Adam Hogue is the Chicago Bears beat reporter for NBC Sports Chicago. Um, uh, also, a uh, uh, you know, Adam, I apologize because I know that yours and John's podcast is hot, but I don't know exactly what you call it. So I got to ask you uh, to make sure everybody knows where to get the podcast. And uh, uh, and mostly uh, just a good friend and a good guy. Adam, welcome to the program. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Hub, I'm doing all right. Um, it is a very complicated uh, podcast name called the Hogan Johns Podcast. There you go. Well, I should know that, obviously. <laughs> no, I, just, I apologize. It's not um, very original. We just go with the names. 
No, but what it is is wildly popular, and, and I everybody I know is listening to it. So, guys, I'm assuming if you get to the App Store or your iTunes or uh, NBC Sports Chicago or The Athletic, you'll find a way to get it, and you should. Um, and, and, Adam, you know, we, we've we've gone through a lot the, the last week, and, and I know you more so than most because you were as close to Jeff as anybody. But, but I just want to start, and then we can put it to rest and talk some football. Um, I, I personally felt really gratified today. Um, you know, not with what we did. I mean, you know, we did the obvious thing. We, we named our good guy award, the Jeff Dickerson good guy award, but, but in presenting it to Tayshawn and, and Robert, um, they seemed genuinely appreciative and it just felt like a really good moment and, and a way to start moving back in a positive direction and making all the memories good and all the smiles real. Yeah. And, uh, Hub, I know you didn't bring this up for me to shower you with praise, but I'm going to do it anyway because, you know, you're the one who did come up with this idea. Um, and I was trying to think of different ways as well of what we could do with Jeff Dickerson. You know, anything from – I think the obvious thing is, is you know, renaming the media room or something like that. But then you brought up the suggestion, hey, we have this award that's literally called the Good Guy Award, and there's no better guy than JD. So – um, it's really the perfect, perfect thing. And, and I think, you know, once we're able to get back in the house hall and that wall, there's a, for our listeners that don't know, there's a wall in the media room where the good guy award kind of has its own section on the wall and, um, there's pictures and, uh, a plaque that'll be updated with the, with, uh, to Gibson and, and Robert Quinn's names. But, um, to have that also, say Jeff Dickerson and kind of have that area in the media room, I think is something that we're all going to appreciate going forward. So it, it was a, it was a touching um, idea. It's the perfect, I can't think of a better award to be named after JD. Um, and the timing of it just being, this is always the week we give this award out every year um, worked out in that way as well. So um, again, thanks hub for the idea and all the execution on your side of things to get it done too. Yeah, I expect I just got to it first. I'm pretty sure we all would have come to it. Um, and, and Adam, you know, I do want to get to some Bears football, but I, I know you're aware. We haven't talked about this, but I'm, I'm quite sure you're aware because I can't get away from it. Um, I stepped in a big pile of poop last night. And <laughs> we're trying to, you know, make it go away and deal with it. Uh, not make it go away, but to deal with it in, in the right way. And, and just uh, want to give you and all my guests tonight there, you know, a chance to, to express any thoughts, if you have any on it. If not, that's fine, too, and then we'll talk some Bears football. Um, but, you know, anything you've observed or that you might want to add, I, I guess now would be the good time. Well, just, you know, full disclosure, I, I heard the clip of what you said yesterday. I haven't heard or seen too much of the fallout today other than um, some of the tweets that did come from Green Bay with what Aaron Rodgers said in response, but I'd be lying if I knew the full context of, uh, or heard the full context of what he said in response. I'll just say this hub, you know, I think the, the road you started to go down with explaining how, you know, some of these personal decisions that have been made with vaccinations have impacted wins and losses is a completely fair conversation to have and is a thing. I mean, we saw it this week. I mean, the, the Vikings, I don't know if they were going to make the playoffs anyway, but they had a must-win game that they had to have, and their starting quarterback wasn't there. Um, and, you know, I guess he's technically right. He could have still gone out uh, this week, even if he had been vaccinated, landed on the COVID list, sure. Um, but 
these guys did make decisions and in both Aaron Rodgers case and Kirk Cousins case, I think it ended up costing them one game on the schedule. Now where I admittedly sort of lost you hub um, in what you were saying is I think Aaron has done enough outside of that the rest of the season. I think he had a terrible game week one, obviously, statistically on the, on the field. And then I think he hurt his team later in the year by missing a game, um, by not being there because of the choices he made personally. Other than that, the guy's been the best player on the field all season, in my opinion. So um, I do agree with you and what you were starting to say, that it should be a factor because it does affect wins and losses and play on the field. But I also think that the guy has overcome those things that he probably did, you know, didn't make the correct decisions, and has played been otherworldly the rest of the year, um, and so does deserve MVP votes. Which, as you also pointed out, he will get, and he probably will win the award. Adam, thank you, man. I, and again, I, I just want all of my guests to have the opportunity to say what's on their mind. I'm in a position where I shouldn't have gotten into it last night, and I can't, I, I won't get into it now. Um, but, but, but thanks. You know, just, just uh, you know, honest thoughts is what we're looking for. So, uh, let's get to our main beat uh, here in Chicago, which is the Bears, and it was another. I felt somewhat painful, uncomfortable day. Uh, and I just feel awful for Matt Nagy at this point. And, and, you know, I mean, listen, they're two separate conversations. Does he deserve to keep his job? Do, do the Bears need to make a change? Is that the reality of the, of the life he chose? You know, obviously it is. But, but, but stuck in this situation, a lot of guys handle it a different way. And the class and dignity that this guy stands up there with is, is just beyond impressive. Uh, there, I don't know, there may have been multiple reports, but the one I focused on was Boomer Esiason because Boomer's a friend. We, we've done broadcasts together. He is a regular uh, here at the score, and, and, and he reported that his sources were telling him that Matt had already been told he was being let go. Matt said that that was not true, and I thought it was interesting the way he put it uh, in that he said he thinks he's probably the best source available, and, and I don't think we can really argue that. No, that was a strong denial. Um, yeah. And... Because he could have, if he wanted to lie about it, you would have seen more of a response. He may have even said, no, that's not true, and then it would have been a short answer. Or he may have just sort of walked, talked around the question not really answered it. Um, I mean, I don't know that he could have denied it more strongly than he did. Um, and so I thought it was a great answer by him. And, I, you know, none of us like being in this situation that we're in with these press conferences. And when something comes out like this this morning, we have... Re- as reporters have an obligation to ask about it. And, and I'll tell you specifically why, not just because, Hey, have you been fired? You know, to me, the reason why it matters is because if he has been told that he's being let go at the end of the season or that he will not be retained, that was the criteria that was needed to begin interviewing coaching candidates the last couple mm-hmm. weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I hear this morning, I wake up to what Boomer said, I'm going, well, wait a minute. Is there, is it possible that behind the scenes the Bears may have like quietly kept this secret enough and they're actually out there interviewing coaches? I, I didn't think that that was going to be possible because they would have had to have notified the entire league because so, the other teams in the league have to know if another team is interviewing head coaches. That's just how the whole process works every single year. Um, so I didn't really think there was a way to do this secretly under the table um, without everybody else knowing. And I think the way Matt Nagy denied it shows you that 
you know, he may know inside he's probably going to be let go next week, but I guess I tend to believe him today that he has not been told that, um, that that's going to be the case. Yeah, and, and, you know, there's obviously a world of difference between his suspecting and maybe even knowing what we all think we suspect and know and whether or not he's been told. You know, those are two different questions. Um, I've repeatedly said on the air, I think this whole two-week window thing is much ado about nothing. Um, but the, the other issue is even if he had been told and the Bears were qualified or, 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 or yeah, I guess qualified for the right uh, to interview other candidates, they'd have to have a final decision on the front office as well, because one thing we know for sure is that ever since George McCaskey took over as chairman, he has had somebody else do the interviewing, you know, I mean, whether it was bringing in outside consultants or eventually Ryan Pace. And so I suppose it's possible that, that, that Matt has, has been, or, well, Matt denied it and I believe him, but I suppose it was possible that he had been told, um, uh, but that because they hadn't made a decision about Ryan yet, that, that they had no way to interview people. Right. And I'm great. I agree with you on that too. And I had been saying that uh, as well, leading up to that, you know, so-called deadline after the Seahawks game where people thought he might get fired just because of the new rule going into effect. There's just way too many questions. Um, and I actually thought hub too, that if they did try to go down that road where, um, they may, you know, they let's say hypothetically they had fired Nagy, but they don't. They hadn't really decided the rest of the direction to go through two weeks of virtual interviews with people on there. Like, who's doing the interview? Who's asking the questions? And remember, anytime you're interviewing for any job, right? That the, the candidate you're interviewing hopefully comes to that table with their own questions to make sure they're making the right decision in their life to join whatever company it is. In this case, being a coach, trying to know what the heck is going on with the Chicago Bears. Like, there, To me, there was a chance that the Bears could have actually embarrassed themselves by trying to go through two weeks of virtual interviews where candidates might have been like, hey, wait a minute, what, kind, what direction, what is the direction here? What, you know, so I, I, I agree with you that that couldn't even get to that point um, until next week. And, um, you know, this also gets back to what you were talking about before, Hub, where I just think that Matt has handled himself so well and being put in such an unfair position. And some people might disagree with that. Hey, you haven't won enough games, so who cares about fairness with these press conferences? But just the fact that he's had to have so many of these days where he's answering questions like this and nobody else in the organization above him is talking. We, we all know the owner, the president. They haven't talked since January. The GM... He hasn't talked since the beginning of the season. So Matt Nagy's been put out there every single day as the highest voice to talk publicly. And have and even had that one day where Chris Tabor had to get up there and answer the questions um, because of how things were handled. So I do think it's been a tough situation for Matt to be in and for him to continually handle it the way he has. I mean, it does say a, something about him as a guy. It's probably not going to save his job, but... Um, I think you and I both appreciate it. I'm sure others do as well. We're visiting with Adam Hogue from NBC Sports Chicago, where you can see and read him regularly. You can also get a hold of the Hogan Johns podcast. Uh, Adam, the two Adams, Adam Hogue and Adam Johns. It is it's a worth uh, it's a worthwhile. It's more than worthwhile. It's a must listen every week, and I suggest you guys get it. You know, Adam, it, it, it kind of leads me to the, the whole thing with Matt. It, listen. It, it, uh, if people, this whole, you know, it's what he's getting paid to do tough, you know, go beat him up. 
when people act with class, they deserve to be treated with class. It's that simple. And I have no patience with anybody who sees it any other way. Uh, you know, so I have no problem with people saying he deserves to be fired. He should be fired. That's a reasonable opinion. Um, but but you don't have to want to see him punished and see him hurt. And, and there's nothing wrong with pointing out, uh, you know, some of the special qualities this guy clearly has. It, it, it does kind of take me to, to what I think is a bit of an extension of this, though, is what's going on these last few weeks, where, where suddenly you got a couple back-to-back wins and and, and a few guys, a few kids are showing up and maybe you start to feel better about things. And I don't know about you, I've refused to take that too seriously. Uh, I think the wins are nice. Uh, You know, I thought that the the game in Seattle was the best quarterbacked game they had all year long, but obviously, you know, Nick Foles is not the future of the franchise and it doesn't indicate that there could have been more of that early. Um, uh, and, and, you know, watching Sunday, it was a remarkable performance by the defense, but I thought Andy Dalton played one of his worst games. So I don't know. What do you make of these last couple wins? Is, is there more to take of it than I'm giving him credit for? No, I, th- I think you're right. I mean, I, I think it's at least noteworthy that they haven't quit. That this mm-hmm. isn't 2014 under Mark Trestman, where the team was just really a, a total disaster down the stretch with so much drama. Um, and so I just think that that's noteworthy. I, again, I don't think it's enough to cover up the reality. Um, you, you know, you can't just keep pointing out that, oh, they fight back from losing streaks when the problem is they keep going through these losing streaks, three straight years of that. Um, and that's the problem. And, and I think that so as much as we can point to some of the things that Matt Nagy has done as a leader to keep the the team together and I think there are some redeeming qualities there that may end up getting him a job down the road somewhere else as a head coach whether that's at the NFL level I think he's going to have to do some damage control and uh, rebuild his reputation as an offensive coach before that happens or maybe in college he does to me and always has had qualities of a good head coach and I think that's what we see a little bit as they're going down the stretch here and fighting, but they were still playing a very bad Giants team on Sunday. So there's only a limit to how much credit you can really give them. I think at the end of the day, the three top things Matt Nagy had to do coming here to Chicago, obviously win football games, um, which he hasn't done enough the last three years. Technically, he's probably going to leave here with a winning record. um, But in the last three years, he hasn't won enough games. Then, you know, field a, a much better offense than we've seen. And that's been, you know, probably problem number one. And then develop a franchise quarterback. Mitch Trubisky may not have been his guy, that his guy, but whatever chance he maybe had this year of redeeming that one with Justin Fields, the whole way it's been handled from the start. And now here we are going into week 18. You, you definitely would have liked to see more from Justin Fields this season, even though I remain hopeful on him, and I, I there's still many things I like. It just did not go the way you wanted the rookie season to go. You wanted the Bears to be going into this offseason hub like the Chargers did last year with Justin Herbert, and that's just not the same feeling right now. So even in that regard, I think when you look at those top three things, um, that's probably why Matt Nagy is, will be let go next week after this game in Minneapolis. Last question before I let you go, Adam. I really appreciate your time tonight. And I think it may be the most important question, and and we can't focus on it yet because we don't know who's going to be making these decisions. But uh, if there is a coaching change, if there are changes in the front office, even if there are not, whoever's in charge has got the most important decision to make. 
is this a reboot or a rebuild? Is there enough here that, that, that with a, a shrewd uh, run at free agency and a couple good draft picks and some of these kids developing that this team could compete next year? Or is it time to completely tear it down, suffer for a year or two, and, and, and hope that the next group gets it right? Which, one do you th- which way do you think it goes? Yeah, Hub, I think it's somewhere in the middle because, and, and I'll tell you this, and this is actually somewhat of a credit to Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, whichever one, both, neither is here uh, a week from now. Um, you know, they have cap problems. They don't have people problems. I mean, there, there's some guys that I'd maybe want to pull out of that locker room and say goodbye to for various reasons. But for the most part, that's a strong locker room. That's why they're still playing hard here right now at, at, at the end of the season. So I think it's more so they got to get that salary cap. They got to get some of these bad contracts out of here. And maybe there's one or two guys you want to move on. But this wasn't like when Ryan Pace got here. And first of all, on the defensive side of the ball, it was just a completely bare cupboard. And then he had all all these guys like Brandon Marshall, Martellus Bennett, and all these guys that just didn't really fit the culture he wanted. Uh, I think probably Jay Cutler was a part of that too, even though it took a couple years to move on him because of his contract. So I don't think it's a full teardown there's too many good young pieces here like Jalen Johnson and Roquan Smith and even David Montgomery even though his contract's coming up Justin Fields who I should have named more first before anybody else there and and anytime you have that young quarterback like Justin Fields I just don't see how it can be a complete teardown but definitely a retooling and definitely a situation where I don't know maybe best case scenario the Bears could somehow sneak into the playoffs next year but I can't imagine that they're going to flip it and be like a real Super Bowl contender in one season it is going to take some time there is work to do Adam thank you so much for your time this evening and I I know I shouldn't take advantage of the station to do this personal stuff but I think I can speak for everybody in the media room and saying thank you so much for the clear leadership role you took and the grace you've shown in guiding us through this process of trying to say goodbye to JD and by the way I did order my sweatshirt last night Oh, thank you. I appreciate that so much. Uh, really do means a lot. And uh, hang in there. This is just uh, social media nonsense. It comes and goes. <laughs> it's it's going to be okay in a couple days. Can I tell you the funny part about this? At least it's funny to me anyway. It may not be to anybody else. I, everybody keeps with the so- I don't spend any time on social media. I, I mean, there's notifications that pop up on my home screen. I, I don't even know what most of them say. I'm getting texts that I'm trending. I don't necessarily know what that means. Um, none, none of that really matters to me. I, it, it's not as hard as people think. I, I, what's hard is, you know, I screwed up, and I'm trying to find a way to fix it. So, uh, again, thank you. Uh, You have a great evening. That is Adam Hogue from uh, NBC Sports Chicago. We're going to take a quick break here. We're going to get some of your phone calls and texts at 312-644-6767. I'm Hub Arkish. Going to be with you until 9 o'clock, and you have got the score. In your opinion, should MVP voting be considered based upon solely what happens on the field versus things that happen off the field? Yeah, absolutely. Um, without a doubt. I think that's, uh, I mean, I don't know what else could factor into it than how somebody goes out and performs on a weekly basis. And if people are going to judge people for, you know, differences of opinion or things that they have no idea what the heck they're talking about, then uh, I think that just kind of discredits that, that award. And I think we hold that award and, and high regard I think most do and I think it's an absolute privilege to be able to vote for that award and to consider anything else outside of what you see when that player's out there playing I think is a disservice to everybody 
Matt LaFleur, head coach of the Green Bay Packers, answering the question you heard him asked. And, uh, um, hey, listen, I, 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 I almost told you who I was voting for for coach of the year. Uh, <laughs> that'd probably be a mistake right now. Uh, no, what, what, what I, it's just, it, we're going to be in a funny spot all night because I just, I can't uh, really respond or, or talk or comment about it. But, but what I do think is important because this is part of the problem with what's going on right now is that nothing that I said or did yesterday, as ill-advised and stupid as it was, had anything to do with any differences of opinion with Aaron Rodgers. And you know, and that, that's one of the funny things about this is, of course, now um, that's the way it's getting reported. Um, uh, and that's not right uh, because it has nothing to do. Aaron Rodgers has his opinions. I have mine. Uh, that had nothing to do with this. But again, th- those are Matt LaFleur's comments on the subject. Now we want to hear yours. Going to get to the phones at 312-644-6767. You can text me at that number as well. Bottom of the hour was brought to you by DuckDuckGo, Privacy Simplified. And now it is time to get to the score listener line powered by BetQL, Bet Smarter and Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. And first in this evening is Mannix Boy on the northwest side. Buddy, we haven't talked in a long time. Thanks for calling. How you doing? You know, we haven't. And, and you know, Hub, I consider you, if not a friend, certainly an acquaintance. And uh, I read your apology today uh, at shawmedia.com, and, and, and I think it was heartfelt, and, I, and I'll accept it at face value. But I have a larger question for you, and, and this is a question I think has to, has to be part of a larger discussion going forward. You only get to have one vote. You only vote for one person, right? There's not first, second, third. Right. Okay, let's just let's pretend for a second that you get three votes, Right, you you can you can rank people first, second, and third. Does Rogers make your top three? You know, Maddox, boy, this is where we get into. I just I I can't go there now. Uh, again, I I will be happy to have this conversation after the awards have been announced. But anything I say about that just kind of continues this conversation. I'm trying not to do this. I'm trying to keep the focus on my mistake and what I did, uh, and leave it at that. Uh, you know, the, the way. Uh, that the voting works is there's no need for one, two, three, because with 50 of us voting, somebody comes in first, somebody comes in second, and somebody comes in third. Um, the, the, the only thing I can give you um, on my feelings uh, about Rogers is that, you know, the word is valuable. The word is most valuable. And things that a player does that impact his team off the field can have a real impact on his value to that team. And, and, and I think that, you know, I think that's part of the consideration. Beyond that, um, Aaron Rodgers did not deserve the things that I said about him yesterday. I was wrong. I apologize. Um, uh, he is certainly one of the greatest players of this generation, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And the 50-member panel will decide, you know, who this year's MVP is, not me. So uh, thank you for the call. Again, guys, I'm going to do the best I can and and feel free to ask. Um, But what I'm not going to do is say anything that could potentially just make this worse or sound like I'm, you know, trying to cop out or, 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 you know, back out of the apology, which is what matters right now. Rick is in Michigan City. Rick, how you doing? 
Hi, Hub. Uh, listen, it's been great to have you on so often lately. Uh, my favorite pr- uh, programming on the score is when you get to take a, a complete shift and to have mm-hmm. you on so often. Uh, recently, with all that's going on with the Bears, has been great. And I'd just like to say before I an- ask my question, uh, I, I, I may not know you. Uh, I only know you as well as someone can know someone after listening to them uh, on and off, give or take, for, for four decades on the radio. And I guess I know you better than Aaron Rodgers. But I've always thought that you, unlike some other people on the radio, You've always comported yourself very well. You have to field calls from dopes and dopes like me calling in with his dumb questions, <laughs> and you've never done what, like I say, some others do, incorporated into their act or their shtick to dump on their callers and, and humiliate them on the air. And I've always thought you to be a, a classy stance guy, a decent Rick. human being, and I Really, I think that Aaron Rodgers, with his responses, revealed himself to be pretty much what you and I and I think a lot of other people have always thought. Over the years, he's great. We, we, I may not know him personally either, but I've, I've watched him over the years become more and more of what he seems to be, which is kind of like a self-involved, entitled, arrogant kind of D-bag who thinks he's – too cool for school and the smartest guy in the room. And he's just misinterpreted what you said. It wasn't, you weren't down on him or, or canceling him for being vexed or not being vexed. It was, it was for being a liar about it and for being disingenuous. You know, well, Rick Lee, let me, let me stop you there because again, we're going further than I probably should let it. Uh, I, I am not aware uh, of any response that, that Aaron has given. Um, but, but I will say again, um, that I was wrong. The, the way I said it was wrong and, and, and that's what matters right now. And, and I certainly don't want to use this time tonight to, you know, and I'm not discounting your, 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 your comments. I appreciate them. You're entitled to them. Um, but, but in this moment, it, it's just, I was wrong, you know, and, and whoever he is and whatever he is, he did not deserve to have said about him what I said, the way I said it. Um, I intended to make a different point, and for reasons that I will sort out someday, <laughs> uh, it got away from me. And, and, and um, you know, there, there's there's no defending it. So so I'd rather not go there. But I do thank you for the call and for your kind comments. Let's get to uh, Jim, who's in Glen Ellen. Jim, how you doing? Good, Hub. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Good, Hub. I can tell you, I've never called a radio station before tonight in my entire life. Well, uh, but I felt calling. compelled to call you tonight. Thank you. And the reason I'm calling is I'm a huge fan of yours. Whenever you're on the radio, I drive around the block to continue to hear you and, and listen to what you're saying because I respect your opinion. You're logical. You're thoughtful. You're not like most of the yahoos on the radio just trying to do a hot take or what have you. I did not hear what you said last night, but I'm sure I agree with your opinion 100%. <laughs> I just wanted to let you know that. Um, I'm a huge fan, and that's all I just needed to say. I just felt compelled to call you tonight. So that's it. Jim, thank you. Thank you very much. I do appreciate it. 
Um, guys, I want to be clear to everybody listening. We're not screening calls here. Everybody who's calling was getting in. Uh, the, the first few happen to be, you know, nice guys and, 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 and good friends, apparently. I don't know any of these people personally, um, but, but thank you. Uh, if you have a different opinion, please feel free to call and share it. Uh, the, the, the lines are wide open for you. Um, uh, and, and I think it's, it's what I owe everybody uh, and, and what we owe each other. Um, uh, you know, I am, I am aware uh, that, you know, Aaron, uh, Rogers and, and Matt LaFleur, and I suppose others were asked about it in their, pre- what I, what I can't get my arms around is, is why this became such a big story. I mean, I, I am one of 50 voters and yeah, I said some stupid things and, and I can understand, um, uh, you know, why Packer fans might be upset, why Bears fans might get kind of a perverse kick out of it, why it could be a story here locally. Um, but, um, you know, when I am told that, I mean, I just got a text from a friend who said he read the story over at the Four Letter Network. I didn't know there was a story at the Four Letter Network. And, you know, I, I know everybody's been kind in, in trying to make me feel better and say you're worried about me. Guys, I'm fine. You know, I'm embarrassed and, and I feel bad for what I did. Um, but but I can promise you, you don't have to worry about me. You know, I, I've been doing this for 45 years. I am very comfortable with my reputation in the industry. Uh, I did it no favors yesterday, and I'll do what I have to do to try and fix that. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I think the the conversation is important. Maybe maybe this is maybe this is an exercise in, in in social grace that we need in society more than we need in sports right now. I don't know, you, you know. Uh, um, but again, I, I just want to be clear. Um, these are the calls we've gotten so far. If you have a different opinion or, or if you want to take me to task, please, the number is 312-644-6767. Your texts come through there as well. We do want to hear from everybody. I'll get to some of the texts in the text zone in a little while. Right now, um, Jamal, I want, I've got to get to a break because i got a guest coming, but you've been holding, so I want to get to you now. Jamal is out in Tinley Park. Uh, Jamal, how you doing tonight? Doing pretty good, Hub. And I, I appreciate you for being a stand-up guy. And if you feel like you made a mistake, uh, you know, as a, as a man... Owning it, definitely appreciate that. My question to you is this. If the Bears do move on from Ryan Pace, and whether it, whether it be relieving him of his duties or giving him some other title in the organization, what are your thoughts on Champ Kelly as a potential GM or you know his chops or just kind of what you think about him as someone who could potentially be in a mix for a GM spot? You know, Jamal, it's a great question because Champ, his name comes up uh, not here just in Chicago, but in other markets. He is well-respected, and, and, and he's a well-respected uh, evaluator. He's even a more well-respected individual for the way he carries himself. The, the issue I would have is that he has the same resume as Ryan had, and, and that didn't work out, you know? And, and so I think your question specifically was if Ryan was not here, what about Champ as a successor? Um you know, if if you if they were bringing in more of a president of football operations, uh, who then was going to hire a GM uh, or a personnel director and not have a GM, and and that was going to be his title, then I think Champ Kelly probably would be a pretty good candidate. Um, but I don't know enough uh, about Champ's uh, personal experience and resume to say that I'd be comfortable with him being the the head of football here in Chicago and being better prepared for that than Ryan was. So um, I, I hope that answers your question. Uh, he definitely is, is somebody uh, who is worthy of being considered for, for helping to build a championship football team. But exactly which position he'd fit in, uh, that I'm, I'm not totally ready to say yet. That's part of the homework that I'm going to get back to as soon as uh, we've waded through all that's been going on in the last 24 hours. 
312-644-6767. I've got a great guest coming up next, though. Greg Gabriel, uh, not only a friend, but a longtime Bears front office employee, NFL scout, director of college scouting, somebody who knows the ins and outs of NFL front offices better than anybody, is going to join us on the other side here. We're going to talk about what makes the most sense for the Bears to do. After that, we will get back to your phone calls, so feel free to get ready to dial that number or dial us up and listen to the show on hold. Uh, particularly, I know there's a lot of you listening out of market tonight, so if you'd like to do that, um, uh, you can hear us on hold, and we'll get to you as soon as we're done. I will, as I promised, get to the tech zone as well. Right now, I'm going to take a very quick break here at 670 The Score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.